Well, hey, this is Joey Furjanic, lead pastor of the Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. What's up, everybody? Welcome again. My name is Joey, sitting here with my beautiful wife, Lauren, and uh, we're the lead pastors here at the Block Church. Want to welcome all of our physical locations in Philadelphia and everybody who's online, our online community. Hello. We love you. And welcome to week one of Summer Love. Summer Love. Summer Love. Yeah, four series. We're really excited about this. And uh, we thought it would be a good time. We haven't hit some of these topics in a while. So it'd be good to come on back and talk love since it's the summer and all of you are going to be running around looking for somebody to love. You know, (laughs) couple couples, uh, summer love songs, by the way, Justin Timberlake has a summer love song. Uh, Some people say uh, that I remind them of Justin and uh, yep. It's, that's what you said when you first met me. You're like the voice, just the... Um, the hair. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. <laughs> the acting, the... Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, also, there's a... Isn't there like a... There's another song, right? Summer From Love. From Greece. From Greece. Yes. Wow. How's that go? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to sing it? No, I'm not going to sing right. it. All right. Anyway, you pick your summer love song or your summer, summer love playlist. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to help you uh, today, whether you're singing a song, trying to, trying to stay together. Did you just go to the South or singing a song? <laughs> we're going to preach a message called... Death do, do us, us part. part. Death do us part. So ultimately our goal is, is it, it's, it's bigger than the wedding day. All right. We're trying to show you some marks of relationship that goes to distance. Till death do us part. And uh, speaking of that, you remember our wedding day? Yeah, I do. That uh, I do. Well, we should back up. Engagement. Engagement. What a mess. We've told this story before. Yeah, disaster. Pouring, freezing rain. But one part that I didn't uh, share was uh, I had, su- well, I was going to surprise Lauren with, a, with an engagement shoot that same weekend. And they called us. So we were, we were supposed to get engaged like Friday night. And then on Sunday after church, uh, we were going to do uh, an engagement shoot. And the weather was so bad still. And it was windy. They called and canceled us. You remember that? Yes. And so all my plans... And then what, what, I, what I remember most is that you actually asked me to marry you while I was, you like came into the room. I was staying at 3 a.m. I was drooling. You knocked on the door. Hey, would you marry me? <laughs> and that, I'm not sure we've ever actually told that moment, but that's how it really happened. I couldn't happened. ask you outside because it started to pour freezing <laughs> rain. And so I was just like, forget it. Oh anyway, but our wedding day was hilarious too, because what happened? Lots of things happened, yeah. which, first of all, I need to say thank you to our families who yeah, made our course. wedding possible, Amen. Amen. of course, but a lot of mishaps in the wedding, too. Should this have all been a sign? Maybe, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Till death but, to us part. Uh, true. And so our DJ got stuck in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Our videographer got stuck in Dallas as well because yep. of bad 
Yeah, they were doing a wedding, and then there was a storm. Yeah. Couldn't get there. Called us that day, that morning. And so, so they, they can't get back. There. Yeah. yeah. And then my, my mother and my family, about <laughs> nine cars worth of my family. Love you, mom. Uh, we, we got married in the woods, like out in the middle of the woods, like at this beautiful house. And they were all an hour late. They couldn't get there. Couldn't find Your friend it. was doing a concert for the I whole had my house. friend just play for everybody. <laughs> so my mother, what, we, they were so late. My mom didn't even change. She was, she was wearing this like purple little... <laughs> dress. Patty, I'm sorry that She's he's telling this legend. story. I'm really sorry, but yeah, she had a blue, it was a blue little shift skirt. <laughs> that she, came, she didn't have time to dress anyway, and put man, her dress on. We're a mess, but here's the point. It's not how you start. <laughs> one more thing. The last thing that happened, oh, there was one remember more. I made us put a door in the oh. middle of the field and made everyone walk through the door down the... <laughs> Lauren been extra since day one, let me tell you. But I had to drive in a Jeep all the way around. Everyone saw me coming. They saw me come all the I way, know. drive in a Jeep. I know. And then open the doors. We've really grown uh, in our event. Uh, planning. Mm-hmm. Event planning. Anyway, sure. so uh, here's, here's what we want, okay? We don't just want relationships to start. We want them to go the distance. Yeah. We want the right ones to go the True. distance. Uh, every vehicle... Uh, every marriage, every good relationship needs an oil change, if you will. It needs constant maintenance and attention. Uh, and I think some of the best things that we can do is have preventative and proactive care in our relationships. If we're going to stand at an altar and make a commitment before God, we really find that valuable, a true wedding moment or a true, you know, marriage moment. Doesn't have to be some big hurrah uh, or some big disaster. Uh, it's got to be before God, you know, with 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 some some close witnesses, and to say, okay, till death do I part. H- how do we get there? Well, it's got to have constant maintenance. And I think some people put way more attention and focus on their wedding day than they do on their life. And so, our, our, again, it's not how you start. Uh, it, it really is about how you go from there and how you live to get to the end of your journey together and say, we did it. We stayed together. We made a difference. Yeah. So that's what we want to help you do today. And I want to add a caveat to this message, okay? We cannot cover everything in these few moments, okay? We, we absolutely can't. But we'll give you some of what we can. Hopefully you take notes, get, get some thoughts, and then take it and have some conversations in your groups or uh, in your marriage coaching or with your spouse or those you're engaged in or even those who are single as you prepare to engage in relationships when you do. So uh, I, I, have you ever heard the phrase? I know you probably have. Uh, it's better to be single wishing you were married than married wishing you were single. Okay, it's true. Friends, don't rush this part. Okay, um, it, it, especially if the right person isn't there. Okay, who's who's the right person, and and how do we manage some of that? We'll get to some of that in a few weeks. But I, I, there's a there's a few statements we want to make about uh, what we believe about the Bible when we start talking about love. Okay, so let's make a few statements before we get into uh, the, the the meat of this. Hey, till death do us part. Here, here's the first one. We think and declare, according to the scriptures, that sex is best and it's, it's best within the container of marriage uh, between a husband and a wife. It's sinful outside of that, okay? That's, that's something we, we believe and we'll get into uh, in this series. Uh, single folks 
have incredible purpose and you do not need to be married to contribute. Okay, you are not less because you're single. Sometimes you can actually do more. Sometimes you can. Uh, Anything uh, you want to add? Yeah. Having a spouse is helpful and having kids, including adoption and raising them as believers is imperative to discipleship and the kingdom coming to earth. And if you feel and sense God leading you to have kids, even if you don't have biological ones, man, we value adoption and encourage it. And it's important even to fund it. Yeah, we believe that spending and investing more time, um, even dollars into the preparation of your marriage is more important than doing it on the wedding day. Uh, We believe sin can be overcome and even the worst marriages have hope and a future in Christ Jesus. Yeah, we also believe that you can be cordial and Christian in the middle of your breakup, even in the same community of people. And I'll hit that on on week four of this series. You're gonna love that message, all right? Um, So a small note on divorce and separation. Small note here. Um, We don't believe divorce uh, is biblical. We think that you should fight uh, tooth and nail to keep your marriage godly. Now, Jesus uh, gives some room here, particularly when there is adultery. uh, And you can find some of this conversation in Luke 16, 18, Matthew 5, 32, 19, 16, 1 Corinthians 7, 10 through 11, and 15, Romans 7 and 2. Uh, Something that we might encourage would be separation to see if, particularly when you're not safe, to see if God can do a work. Okay, uh, but and, and I don't want to get into a, a lot of that today, but we, we just want to say what we're fighting to keep marriages together. Your first step should not be divorce. The first step should be coaching and counseling. That, that, that's what we're trying to get at. Okay, and so we, we take divorce extremely seriously. And like, even when the marriage has its up and down moments, one of the things that we do want to keep in mind is how powerful it is for children to have mom and dad in the home. And so sometimes we fight from that place for that. uh, And sometimes that allows us to buy time to heal some of the wounds. All right. So, all right. What are Mark's of a relationship that can last for life till death do us part? We got three things today. Number one, Couples who have or who are willing to walk through their past. Okay, couples who have or who are willing to walk through their past. You want to read Proverbs? Proverbs 29, 18 says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So in other words, sometimes you got to go back to go forward. All right, the the most enjoyable relationships can happen when individuals deal with their past baggage, sin, or secrets prior to the relationship, okay? Um, So that's important for single folks. When you are single, you wanna keep in mind, it's possible that I am gonna get married someday and the decisions I'm making today could impact the person that I choose to marry. So uh, I, I think, can you work on stuff once you're married? Absolutely. And, and you should, and, and some of us have to. But it's why premarital coaching and, and counseling, it, it, why it's so important, because as a relationship starts to get serious, and you can feel when it gets serious. Some of you are like saying, I love you after two months, chill. 
Okay. You don't have to spill all your stuff no. on that person on like the third or fourth date just to Correct. see if this person can handle what you have. Yeah. Give it some time. Notice some of their patterns. I know you see their potential. Notice some of their patterns. But as it gets serious, when you feel like engagement is approaching, it is a fair time to, to jump into a little bit of their past if, if it is deemed necessary. Um, here's why, because the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, that all of you read at your wedding day, um, it says, it says, love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way, Lore. It's, I'm just kidding. It's not irritable, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> and Lauren, it keeps no record of wrongs. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Amen. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So the thing is, is that scripture is applicable in, in two ways. It's, it's applicable for romance and it's applicable for friendship. Friendship is actually the context Paul's writing this in. But I read that because when we don't uh, deal with our, our past prior, it makes living some of this out a whole lot harder. <laughs> And because when, when you say I do especially and, and you're declaring your love, um, then we've got to start living this stuff. And, and so, so diving into uh, some of your past is going to help you um, have some empathy and some care uh, for someone's history. Uh, and again, again, especially when you're engaged Right, you, you want to want to learn some of these important things so that you you can understand uh, maybe what you're up against and how you need to be, be a partner in the healing process. Um, last year, uh, Lauren and I did some marriage coaching of ourselves. Uh, it started because both of us were personally doing some counseling, and we wanted to work on some stuff together. So mo most Fridays, uh, the the counselor would help us. Go, go back into the past a little bit on both ends and, and illuminate why we were acting certain ways. Why Lauren was constantly wrong and I was always right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's how you go into counseling and coaching. You, you, you're the one that's like, oh, no doubt about it. I'm right on this matter. And then, like, you, then the counselor helps you see it from another angle. You're like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe I was only right a little. <laughs> but it just, it helps you learn how you're, you're acting. So if, if we're going to go to the distance in relationships, we got to be fervent with our endurance and love by stretching in our history for the benefit of our future. So Lauren, what are some things, especially when you're engaged, doing marriage coaching, as a relationship starts to get serious, or when you notice, a, when, when you notice problems rising up in your marriage, yeah. what are some things uh, that you can jump back to and deal with? Yeah. I think uh, your sexual history, man, sometimes we, get, uh, we forget that there's been soul ties that are connected to our sexual history that we really need to personally deal with before we even actually have conversations about them. I think uh, family history always comes into play when we're talking about relationships, new relationships, when we're talking about marriage, when we're talking about kids. I think it's really easy for us to have patterns that we've watched and seen that actually yeah. are habits that we don't even realize are there. Sometimes we have our trauma we didn't realize Correct. was there. And, and 
we're only responding based upon how we were taught. Mm. Um, and so I think it's really good for us to face those things like face to face and see them and recognize them as habits so we can break the habit and create new habits together. Um, I think that uh, debt is a really good conversation and really uncomfortable. I feel like that sometimes is one of the more uncomfortable conversations to have as you're talking about engagement or getting married and really merging your lives together. Yeah. Debt can be a really hard conversation to have, but it's really better to be honest up front so then that doesn't become a point of contention. Yeah. A lot of divorces or even real fights or tension points are dealing with money. Yeah. And like, let's just be honest about money yeah. up front. So there's, they're clearing the air then. So we're not having the same conversations over totally. and over again. And again, yeah. we're not talking about, I just want to reiterate, we're not talking about date one, two, three, or four. Correct. Okay. As these things get serious or when you're in marriage and you're like, wow, we are hitting some major walls we didn't see coming. Yeah. What I think else? another good one um, is just about like beliefs. What do you believe? What do you value? What do you yeah. value? So what are you excited about? What what makes you tick? Like I think sometimes we miss it because we're talking about such the practicals, the debt, the, the, you know, the history, whatever, but we don't really talk about what encourages us or what excites us or what makes us tick. And then they don't know what makes us tick. We get in this relationship. And then it's like, I don't even know what you're excited about. I don't even know what you're, you value. I don't even know what you believe. And we miss those really, you know, important parts of relationships pers about what we're personally excited about. Another one that I want to just say is like, you should find out, <laughs> it's not a joke. You should find out if someone is actually like still married. Because yeah. <laughs> that comes up sometimes. Just, hey, just double check. You're not married, right? <laughs> All right, Let, let's move on yeah. for time's sake. Um, I want to make a statement. You may not be able to afford counseling, but you can afford godly relationships. Now, thankfully, in our church, we have a free marriage ministry. Yeah. We have pre-engagement, we have engagement, and we have marriage coaching. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and so, but if you can't afford counseling, you can't afford godly relationships. In fact, I'd say like this, you can't afford to be involved romantically and not have godly relationships in your life. All right, here's number two. So number one, we said, you know, you want to go distance till death do you part. Couples who work or who have worked on their past. Here's number two, couples who simply work on their present. On their present. Uh, something, uh, just a, a drastic thing that Lauren and I are going through right now, it's pretty uh, heavy, is um, our, our, our dishwasher broke and our, our air conditioning broke. And this is, uh, this is Lauren's fault, actually. Because, Tell us why. Well, well, I wouldn't say dishwashers, but the AC, because air conditioning is an idol in your life. Fair. Um, this is how Lauren comes home every day. It doesn't, it, like she will walk in, like it doesn't matter if it's the middle of winter. She will walk in and the first thing she will say is not hello, not I love you, you know, all the things. It's hot in here. <laughs> how? How's it hot in here? Uh, like, you know. Because uh, most of the time I'm carrying in 15 things. Walking into the door, our child, our children at the same time, it's, it's mostly because I'm carrying in all the things. Anyway, I just wanted to, to bring that if you could. Because you don't want me could, to say that you, <laughs> you could. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, want, I just wanted to bring that uh, so you guys could pray for her. So <laughs> daily maintenance makes for peace of mind and margin for rest. 
So here's some things that we're working on, okay? Uh, margin is a big f- issue in our marriage, like constantly trying to create margin because our lives are so full. Some things we're working on. What are they, Laura? Uh, we are trying not to let the laundry pile up to the top where we have like 16 loads of laundry that we haven't done. And then we get frustrated with each other because the clothes aren't clean. Like I told you guys a couple weeks ago, Pastor Joey's wandering around the house trying to find clean socks and clean clothes. And so we're really trying to do a better job of just taking just 10 minutes a day off. and uh, get some laundry done. We're picking up the room before it becomes a disaster. Yeah. Daily stuff, daily yeah. maintenance. I think one thing we really try to work on is reviewing our calendar together once a week. I think that's a big point of contention for Joey and I sometimes, what are you doing today? Well, what do you mean you're not getting the kids? Well, what do you mean you have this going on? What do you mean you don't have time for me today? I think we are really trying to do a better job of reviewing our calendar When we were in counseling, um, I I look at the world six months at a time. Lauren was looking at the world hour by hour. I love the was. Is that progress for me? Yeah, she's grown a lot. Grown a lot. And the counselor's like, Joey, you got to kind of come to the middle, okay? Not everything is about the future. And so... It's but but the the constant like the weekly staff meeting that we have as a married um, couple is game changing. Uh, literally a weekly staff meeting we have about the house and about our schedule. All right, let's keep it moving quick here, Laura. What else? Um, we plan on the nights that. We plan nights that we eat at home and then we plan nights that we eat out. I think that can cause some tension where I'm tired, I don't want to, you know, whatever. But I think Joey and I really do talk about, and I am obsessed with food if you don't know me anyway. So I'm thinking about dinner at lunchtime or even breakfast and Joey's annoyed by that. But it's helpful for me to know what his expectations are for dinner. If we're going out that night, cool. But if not, like I need to know what you're expecting of me. So that doesn't create disappointment for him or frustration towards me when I don't want to cook dinner that night or I feel too tired and my day's too busy, but he doesn't know that. And so those lack of expectations for each other really can easily cause tension between the two of us. All right, we got to move quick. All right, here we go. Let's, let's make quick statements. Not letting paper pile up and mail. I am a, a great sinner on this, chief of all, because uh, I don't want to deal with something, so I'll just kind of let the, paper, the papers pile up. Uh, we have two-hour blocks mm-hmm. uh, to hang out with each other. That's really important for us. Yeah, Fridays. Uh, we're not great at this, uh, but at least we plan it and feel convicting. <laughs> feel convicted when we don't do it. <laughs> All right. Um, one thing that we're constantly going back to is our friendship. And if our friendship isn't strong, um, it, it's hard to have good romance. So it, sometimes when there isn't, feelings of romance. Sometimes the best thing to do is just try to find some common ground in laughter, television show, um, something that's, that's fun and enjoyable, a quick trip. I think that helps with that. All right. Here's some questions people have asked us um, that we'll, we'll try to hit quick. Go ahead. Um, who does what and who's responsible for what in our house and our finances? Yeah. So it all depends on your flow. I think sometimes people feel guilty about this. Like, well, sometimes, uh, sometimes the wife can be more organized or think uh, better financially. And so she leads that area, right? I don't, I don't know what it is for you, but I don't think we need to feel guilt on who handles what roles. Actually, we talk about this in my, my podcast for Men Manners on our first episode. Uh, being a man, especially, uh, isn't about 
necessarily doing the traditional man things. It's about leading your family being there uh, and having standards. So I, I handle all the financial elements, but there's other parts of things that might you might do well. Maybe maybe as the husband, maybe you're, you're great. You can knock out the laundry, knock out the dishes, or you cook well. It, it doesn't matter. It's about your flow. It's about your flow and your agreement and your communication and really some of your strengths. Now, I'm incapable of doing anything else, so just kidding. All right, Lauren, is it, oh, this is a good one. Uh, is it better to let the guy do the pursuing or do you shoot your shot, they say, as a woman? I think it's fine that the girl would shoot a shot. I think it gets messy when the girl tries to be the pursuer. And the male so really shoot should- shoot your shot. What does that Shoot your shot, mean? like make yourself available. Look cute, show up. Join the like, greeter team. Yeah, yeah like it's- <laughs> It's cool for you to shoot your shot, but I think we miss it as girls sometimes when the men lack the pursuit. We try to be the pursuer. And I would say that is not healthy at all because it just shows you the long game of like, he's yeah. not gonna keep pursuing you. So male, be the pursuer. And men, you should pursue. Girls, you can shoot your shot and be ready for an opportunity. That's good. Yeah. I, I think Story Ruth is a great example. Made herself available, but then it was basically the man's decision to kind of take it to the next level, if you will. Yeah, and so, some guys just need the signal. Like, they need yeah, to know, yeah, I'm okay. Like, yeah. this is okay. You got to build some confidence. Build some confidence. You, know? you can do it. But then, brother, you got you to gotta go. Yeah. All right, here we go. Laura, how do we do the engagement season well? Yeah, I think you read a lot. I think you are friends with people who are ahead of you. I think you have a lot of conversations. You date with people who are married or date with other engaged folks as you're trying to figure out how to be engaged and what to do and what's priority. I think um, you gather data and stories, which is really interesting. Go be friends with your friends, or go be friends with your person you're dating's friends. Find out about them. Find out about their history. Find out about who they are around their friends, around their family. Like You need to know those situations. Um, I think you can start blending your life, be careful, but start blending your life together. And how does it, how does it work together? And then I think uh, b stop being alone in private. Avoid it the best that you possibly can, especially late at nights. Manage that tens and, tension and, of being in houses. Yeah. In, yeah. Or I anywhere. Mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I just want to clarify, going on a date by yourself. Of course. Uh, We're talking about in private. Yeah, yeah. Like, Nothing you don't good just happens have after midnight. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else? Uh, plan, one, if you can plan a wedding together and get through it, you might be made for each other. True. Um, True story. All right. Uh, uh, I'll skip that one. What does dating God's way look like? I have a book about this called Level Up. LOL. God bless. A lot of good stuff. Um, how often should a married couple have sex? Yeah, I think as much as you can. I think the two of you have to be in agreement and not be frustrated at each other um, and have clear expectations. Because when you don't have expectations clear, um, when we're talking about sex, I think it really creates bitterness and frustration um, and can cause some real roots of problems. Three little things on that. Conversation about what's going on, mutual in, uh, agreement to engage, uh, no abuse. Uh, and then attempts at intimacy. Yeah. Uh, I think those are important to not giving up on those attempts. First um, Corinthians 7, 3 says this, the husband should fulfill his marital duty as to, to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields that to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Uh, do not deprive each other, except perhaps by mutual consent for a time. 
so that you may devote yourself to prayer, then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So I think that scripture is really clear uh, on that. All right. Um, Oh, this is a good one. How do you know God is approving of a relationship? Yeah, I think you have to have peace in your soul. I think that you have to uh, pursue Jesus together. I think that you have to make each other better. And I also think that um, it's good for others to be on board with it. Not everybody, but the people that you respect and that you honor and that you are walking in life with, like they should really be on board with it too. That's good. Lauren, what's the number one thing to look for in a potential partner? Okay, you ready? Yeah. Four C's, calling, character, competency, and charm. Come on, somebody. I like it. I, I did like that without it. even looking. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, calling's got to be compatible. You can yeah. do different things, but yeah. you got to kind of agree about, about what you sense God is, is calling, either one of you yeah. two or both of you. Yeah. Character, integrity, patterns, yes. uh, competency, can't be an idiot. If you're constantly noticing that, true. they're just foolish. They got to pay the bills. Can you, know? you pay the bills? Uh, yeah. Can you help me raise And everybody grows. I'm not saying you true. won't grow over time, but like there's got to be a level of competency. And then charm. Good to be attracted to somebody. Got to have a little bit of those feelings, if you will. Just All right. A little. Well, you know, it sometimes <laughs> takes a while for some people. Uh, what about online dating real quick? Uh, I don't think it's the end of the world. You just got to be careful with it, okay? A lot of good stories from online dating. Um, what are some good habits you recommend relating to boundaries when dating? You already talked about not being alone right. at night. Uh, what, what happens? I think, I think when you get physical, it just complicates things. Yeah. So do your best to not be physical with each other and it will less complicate the future. Don't drop your friends like a bad habit. Uh, and don't give too much away too soon. Slow to love. Yeah. Uh, careful, but not cold-hearted. Because yeah. I know how some of you girls can be. It's true. It's like there's plain hard to get, and then there's just like, being why rude. are you being the wicked witch of the West? Yes, you know true. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like it's not his fault that the other guy hurt you. You know what I'm saying? So just manage that tension. Yeah. If you desire companionship, should you be intentional about it? Yeah, you got to just work on yourself. Um, I love what Andy Stanley says, be the person you're looking for is looking for be the person you're looking for is looking for. All right, let's close it down. Let's bring it to a close here. Here's the third one. So, so we talked about uh, jumping into your past, working on your present, and then the final mark of relationship that lasts for life is a couple that works on the future. Okay, so your best future is predicated on the right choices today, today. So how are we working on the future? Well, for Laura and I, we're dwelling in God's house, okay? It's the best place for our family. It's the best place for our kids. We're fully committed to God's word, his church, being accountable. I'm telling you right now, the best, the best future for our children is as if we have a good marriage and if we stay together. That's best for their success, for their finances, uh, for their confidence, all of it. Dad being at home, mom and dad getting along once in a while, really good for the kids. I think making difficult decisions today that limit the comfort for the sake of a better future. Mm. Some of us just need to make hard choices right now, today, so that you can have a better future and stop just compromising what's comfortable to you so that it feels comfortable in the moment. Like let's stop making moment by moment decisions and really look forward to the future so that you can have all that you desire, all that you long for, all that you really like can see in the future for yourselves. You can have it if you just stop compromising in the moment good. One of the, one of the best things you can do is just constantly be on the same 
page when it comes to communication, especially in finances. We've decided we're going to be as generous as we possibly can. And there's nothing in our life, in our home, our possessions, and our money that's off limits to God's ask. Whatever's in our hand. So we are each other's but we are also gods. And then our kids are gods. Our dog is not gods. Everybody else. And, and, but like when it comes to money, like we're on the same page. So like when we're saying no to something we want, it's because we want something more and we want something greater. And so we're over the top generous because that is a main value in our house and working on your future is working your values today. I'm gonna jump ahead, Lord, a few things for all married couples. Some quick hitters. This is really important as we close. Yeah. So we share bank accounts. Nothing is hidden. We share all of our passwords. There's no reason that any one of us should be getting frustrated at one another for looking at each other's phone or getting on the computer or, you know, talking to a friend or whatever it may be. Like nothing is hidden. We need to make sure that nothing is hidden. The only time you're allowed to fib is when you're planning a surprise. That's it. And I think that's fair game. And, and so, you know, you got to be strategic about that, you know, like, but, but otherwise, man, we're not deleting messages. We're not hiding any of that stuff. That's really important. No one ever freaks out if somebody grabs their phone. We live as an open book as a married couple. Lauren can be logged into every app. In fact, I ask her to be. um, I think this is really good. Don't make any big decisions without each other. If we can't agree, then we need to have a conversation about it. At the end of the day, I'm submitted to Joey. I'm submitted to what he feels like God is saying to him because there's trust here and he has a really good track record. And so we need to make decisions together. But if we can't come to a conclusion at the end of the day, I'm submitted to him and I trust him to make the final call. We are equals, but I recognize as the husband and biblically like the buck stops with me. And so if we're at a we're at a at an impasse, I've got to make a final call and I recognize that. She submitted to that. Um, we ask each other to hear from God separately and come together on this matter. I was talking to one of our elders and I, they model this so well. Um, and they were praying over what God's asking them to do in the campaign for the fall. And during the season of fasting and prayer, they prayed separately, got the same number, came together and said, what's your number? And it was the same. Because because one of the best things that we can do as married couples is is obviously we pray together. Good to pray together. We try to pray together going in, in on our drive in, into work. But like sometimes you got to pray separately and try to test the spirit and see if he's saying the same thing. Um, here, I'll close with this. You did a great job, Laura. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> close with this. When we're when you're dating, when we were dating, I knew we could do anything or move anywhere because Lauren was called to me in my ministry. I needed that specifically for what God was asking me to do. Might be different for others. But I just want to say like, before you get married, marriage is—it really is the most decision, most, most important decision you'll ever make um, outside of following Jesus. Make sure that person loves Jesus loves you, is, is willing to make sacrifices because that's what it takes on both ends. And I just feel like marriage uh, is a great example of the cross. We're dying to ourselves daily uh, so that Christ can live.
through us. I hope this was helpful today. And, um, and we just wanna pray God's blessing over you. So if at every single location, uh, would you stand to your feet, every physical location and online, stay with us. And uh, honestly, Lauren, I just want to pray over you and your marriage, your relationships, your engagement, your decisions. Father, right now in Jesus name, I pray that you would bless every marriage, minister, transform, touch, help, intervene, heal marriages that are broken. He, he'll bring back folks together that are so hurting and so deeply divided, God. I pray right now in Jesus' name, break up the wrong relationships before the marriage. God, bring healing and hope. I pray you bring confirmation to those engaged. And God, I just pray your spirit would be in this season for those people uh, deciding to build the kingdom as one together. We love you, Lord. We invite you into our marriages and our relationships and our romance in Jesus' name. And everybody said loud and proud. Amen. Let's give God a hand today. Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially want to thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block. If you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.